If you would open your Bibles up and turn with me to the book of uh, Nehemiah, book of Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Now it happened in the month of Shislev in the 20th year while I was in Susa, the capital, that Hanani, one of my brothers, and some men from Judah came. And I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped and had survived the captivity and about Jerusalem. They said to me, the remnant there in the province who survived the captivity are in great distress and reproach. And the wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates are burned with fire. Good morning, church. It's good to see you. What an exciting time. I'm I'm a little disappointed. I thought the seniors were going to remain down here through the whole service. Graduation. What an exciting time. You are to be commended for making it to this point in your life. And I appreciate what Bradley said in having us sing that song. A lot of times we think about that song as a children's song, but yet it carries with it a great amount of importance for all of us as Christians. That is our goal, to go out and let our light shine. So we commend you, graduates. We thank you for honoring us with your presence today and with your life and with your example. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for this day and for this opportunity to begin this work. I want to thank you for the way that you have encouraged me and my family, for the prayers that you have offered, and for the love that you have shown as we've walked into these doors today and other times as well. So thank you. I look forward to a great work that can be done at this church. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18, the Bible says... Without vision, the people perish. What's our vision? What's your vision? Today we want to look at the story of Nehemiah. And we want to look at the construction that took place in the city of Jerusalem. We want to notice that how God took this prophet, Nehemiah, and led him to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and to lead his people to do a good work. I don't know if you've seen it. Maybe you have. It's kind of fitting that as I walked into the door this morning and I walked back over here behind the sound booth and I noticed a couple of binders with pictures of the past of this church. Do you remember those days? Do you remember the old building that sits downtown? Do you remember the days back in the building on Church Street? There were even pictures of this very building, the old Walmart, being converted into what it is today. And the number of people that are listed there that put in work to build this church to where it is today. And our challenge that we want to talk about is let's not 
let it end. A lot of hard work has gone into getting us to where we are today. A lot of sweat, a lot of man hours, a lot of Bible studies, a lot of reaching and touching people with this little light of mine to be where we are today. Let's not let it end. Let's look at Nehemiah and notice some things in the next few moments that Nehemiah did to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. I want you to notice the first thing that he did. And as we go through these steps, I want us to think about these and apply them to who we are and what we're doing today. Notice what Nehemiah did in the very first place. Chapter 1 and verse 2. That Hananiah, one of my brethren, came with men from Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped, who had survived the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, the survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The walls of Jerusalem is also broken down and its gates are burned with fire. You see, Nehemiah, he wanted to inquire to see what was the situation over there in Jerusalem. What was it like, my brethren? You've been there. You've come from there. What was it like? What was going on? And the report that they gave was that the people are in great distress. You ever been in distress? These people were. They were in reproach. Not only that, the walls of the city, they've been broken down. The gates have been burned. It's not even the same place, Nehemiah. You wouldn't even recognize it. And this brought great sorrow to Nehemiah. You see, he need to make an evaluation of where are things in Jerusalem before I go. Before I do anything else, he need to make an evaluation. You know, evaluating things is important, isn't it? I wonder if, if we took an evaluation of our life. If I looked at my life spiritually and I laid those things out and I just evaluated where I am as a Christian, what would I see? What would I see? The book of James talks about God's Word being a mirror and it will really show who we are and what we really look like. If we were to take an evaluation of our family, what would my family look like? Where would we be spiritually? If we were to take an evaluation of our church family, what would we see? Where would we find ourselves? We can look at ourselves individually as a family and as a church family and we can say, what are the ministries we are doing that are well? 
One thing that this church is known for, and I know because I've been outside the area, is Evangelism University. That's a great work. That's a great ministry that we should get behind and keep pushing and keep involving ourselves in. What are some other ministries and some other works that you individually are involved in? What are some works and some ministries that we are involved in as a church and they work well and they function well and they accomplish the purpose? You see, we need to evaluate those things and see where we are. But we also individually and collectively need to look at the things that we're doing that we might need to improve on. That we might need to do a little bit better. That we might need to change up and maybe do something differently so that I individually and me, we as our family and we as a church family can be, to borrow the term, all that God would have us to be. Amen? Nehemiah, he inquired. He wanted to see what's the situation before I move forward in anything else. And then, then look in the next place what he did in verse 4. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and I wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, You who keep Your covenant and mercy with those who love You and observe Your commandments. Nehemiah prayed. He evaluated, and then before he did anything else, he petitioned the God of heaven and earth. Be with me. Lord, the people have sinned before you. Even me and my father's house, he said, he didn't exclude himself. We have sinned. Please forgive us. He was reminded of the promise that He gave Moses. If you are unfaithful to Me, God told Moses, then I would scatter you. But if you would return to Me and be faithful to Me, I would call you to My chosen place. To my chosen place. Not only did Nehemiah pray, but he said, I need help, Lord. I'm going to go to the king, Artaxerxes, and I need his favor, Lord, so that I might go down to Jerusalem and rebuild. I need His favor. I need Him to look favorably on me. Not only that, He went to the king and He says, King, I need need you to write letters to the governor so that I might pass through that land with peace. I need 
I need wood from your forest so that I can rebuild. You see, praying is important. Not because of the act alone, but because of who we're petitioning, who we are praying to, Almighty God, Creator of the heavens and the earth, Creator and Sustainer of our lives. And because it shows our dependence on Almighty God. You know, Jesus, He prayed. He prayed in important times before He would select the apostles in Luke chapter 4 and in Mark chapter 13 before He would be led to trial and be crucified. I know, I know that you've been praying for this church. And the church thanks you. But I want to challenge each and every one of us. From the youngest to the oldest, keep on praying for this church and for the work that comes from this location. Keep on praying. Let's pray. Holy Father, Almighty God, we thank You for this day. We thank You that we have this day to come together and worship You, Almighty God. Father, this is a great church. I love this church. Father, from someone being on the outside and hearing and knowing and knowing the good people, the good ministers and the good members that have been a part of this church and hearing of this good work. I'm thankful to be here and be a part of it. Father, there are people still in this community that do not know Jesus. There are people in our schools, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods that do not know Jesus. Father, we petition You today. We ask that You will forgive us of any of our sins. We ask that You will give us the strength, give us the courage to let our little light shine before men. Father, we are thankful for our elders our shepherds, who lead us at this location. We ask Your blessings on them. We ask that You will bless their families. We ask that You will help them as they lead with vision the great work that will take place here. And Father, we pray that You will be the ultimate center of what we do and how we live. And when we make mistakes the ultimate center and focus of our return. In Christ's holy name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Chapter 2. Nehemiah then goes to the king and he says, King, I need your help. I want to go back to my homeland and I want to rebuild it. I've heard, I've seen the situation that it's in. And that was a great city. 
And I want to be a part of rebuilding it. Please give me letters so that I can give to the governors of the lands that I pass through that I might pass through with peace. Give me wood from your forest, O king, that I might rebuild the gates that have been burned. Can you imagine how great Satan must have felt the day Jerusalem fell? And how fearful he must be of Nehemiah. And what God is about to do through Nehemiah. And here's his plan. Verse 5 of chapter 2. And I said to the king, if it pleases the king, if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. That was his plan, to rebuild it. This church has always been known in this community for the good works that have taken place, right? Let's continue to pray. Let's continue to work so that this community will still know that God is here among His people. Our main and important goal and purpose and plan is basic and simple but powerful and also important. That is that we share Jesus with people. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And lo, I am with you always. You see, this is not a challenge that cannot be accomplished because Jesus said, I'm with you. You go Oh, the reality of Matthew chapter 28, 19 and 20, that what Jesus is asking His people to do, though it's great, people will go overseas and do mission work. That is awesome. And we have a good work here over in Africa that Brother Worley does. That is awesome. And I'm thankful for him. And we should pray for him and get behind him and do whatever we can. But let's not think that is the only place that needs Jesus. You know your neighbors? You know the people you sit beside at work? The people that are in the classroom with you? That are on the ball field with you? They need Jesus. Do not be afraid because Jesus said, Lo, I will be with you. And then also, we want to see people grow in their faith and relationship with Jesus. I want to grow in my faith and my relationship with Jesus. Paul said in Philippians 4, I've learned in whatever state I am, in whatever circumstance, there to be content. How, Paul? I can do all things not because of me. Through you. Almighty God. 
through you, through Christ, who gives me strength. Nehemiah had a plan. And notice, finally, in verse 11 and following, Nehemiah arrived and went to work. Notice what he did. He came down to Jerusalem, verse 11, then he arose at night, and I and a few men with me got on an animal. Verse 13, I went out by night through the valley gate to the serpent well and the refuse gate and viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down, and its gates, which were burned with fire. Then I went to the fountain gate and to the king's pool, but there was no room for the animal under me to pass. You see, Nehemiah gets down to the city and he realizes, oh my goodness, this is exactly what my brethren told me. But I think he found it a little worse. There were places in that city, did you catch it? That even, even the animal that he rode could not pass. Roads that were once there, he could not pass. He was in bad shape. Again, let's make evaluation of our life. I have to say, Barry, what kind of destructions in your life? Are there streets in your life that once you could walk through on plain road, but yet now there's so much rubble there that you can't even get through? Are there so many distractions in your life, Barry, that you can't even see what used to be there? Maybe there's some rubble in our lives that today we need to clean up. Why? So that when we go there, they can see this little light of mine. I think this church is in a great situation. But let's not leave it there. Let's make sure we do our part and go out and share the message. Our time is almost up, but I want you to notice a couple more things. Verse 17, Then I said to them, You see the distress that we are in. He included Himself. How Jerusalem lies waste and its gates are burned with fire. Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach. And I told them of the hand of my God which had been good upon me and also the king's word that he had spoken to me. So they said, let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to this good work. What happened? Nehemiah, he went to the people, he shared what he had found. He shared with them His plan. Let's rebuild. He shared with them that God is, has been with me. He's given me favor in the sight of the king and all these governors. 
And they saw that this plan was approved by God. And this, don't miss it, and this was their attitude. Let us, let us rise up and build. Let us do this good work. You see, folks, building cannot take place without everyone doing their part. If you're here today, you, hear me, you are important to this church. From the littlest one to the oldest one. Do not forget that. You are important. And Nehemiah, he said, people, we can do this. Chapter 3, we don't have time to look at it, but I want to encourage you to go back and look at it. Chapter 3, you know what happens? Every verse says, and this person built next to that person. And this person built next to that person. And the priests and their families built the wall in front of their house. That wall would have never been built had every person not done their part. Please do not leave this place today or ever feeling like you are not important because you are. You are important to this church and you are important to Almighty God, the God of this church. And we need every one of us doing our part. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I wish we had time to look at it. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul goes there and he talks about every part of the body. The body is one, has many members. And guess what? God has placed those members in the body as He saw fit. God has given you the talents and abilities that He has. And God needs you. God wants you and the church needs you to use those talents and abilities for His glory that we might reach souls and the next soul that is baptized into this baptistry and is a part of this church. Guess what? That's another building block. And we need every one of us to do our part. Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 6. As a result of their coming together and doing their part, notice what happens. Chapter 4 and verse 6. So we built the wall for the people. Let us hear you, Lord. For the people had a mind to work. We may face opposition. We may face Opposition. Nehemiah did. Samballot and Tobiah, guess what? They laughed at them. They laughed at them and they say, Will you do this? Will you build this wall? Are you crazy? That can't be done. We tried it before. That can't be done. Nehemiah said, Oh, yes, we can. Chapter 2 and verse 20. For we are the servants of God. And with God's help, we will build. 
So what's the point for us? Every one of us are important. If you're here today and you're not a child of God, you are important to God. You know how I know? Because the Bible tells me so. He sent Jesus into this world to live and walk and be flesh and to die in the place that I should have been and in the place that you should have been. So that by faith and obedience and being buried with Him in baptism, like we find all through the book of Acts in the New Testament, we can rise in newness of life. So no matter what happens, no matter where I, whether I'm here on this earth tomorrow or not, I can hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And heaven will be bigger because my soul is there. Have you done that today? If not, we pray that you will. It's God's prayer and desire that you will. Maybe it is you're here today and there's a lot of rubble in your life. And you want to be able to sweep that rubble up and clean that rubble up so that you can go out these doors today being renewed and saying, I'm ready to build. Do you have a need to respond to the Lord's invitation? Listen, we only have the present and that's it. If there's something in your life that's keeping you from being a part of that building and being able to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Don't wait. Please do not wait. But come forward and let us assist you any way we can as together we stand and sing.